0: This is Dustin Hectorn, head football coach at Lewisburg High School, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, OB Pod.
1: This is Ken Adams, Olive Branch mayoral Candidate, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, OB Pod. Evening, Cash. Evening, Zach. How you doing, brother? How was your week?
2: Uh, it's been pretty good. You know, I can't complain. March Madness is back, which I didn't realize how much I missed it when we didn't have it last year. But boy, oh boy, is it fun to actually sit down and watch a whole bunch of games. We had the upset of Ohio State, which I don't really have a reason to hate Ohio State, but I do. So it's fun to see them get knocked off. (laughs) You know, I decided to dip my toes in that online gambling that they have up in Tennessee. One of my buddies is part of MGM Bet, and so I was using his app. And believe it or not, on Thursday from midnight to 2 p.m., take a guess at how much money was bet in Tennessee legally. (laughs)
3: This is going to make me sick, but I'm going to guess in Tennessee completely, the whole
2: state, the state of Tennessee on one app, MGM bet. This isn't a sponsorship or anything. I just know a person who works there, so it's fun to Uh, use his stuff. I don't
3: know. A million dollars.
2: Close. One point two million dollars in 14 hours. That's not even prime time of everything that went on later in the night. Jesus and I can't <laughs> fathom where all these people got their money outside of maybe a little bit of that stimulus check that we had going on
3: yeah yeah that, maybe so maybe so that stimulus being well spent maybe who knows
2: <laughs> <laughs> is your is your stimulus check being spent a little bit differently you sound a little bit different at least
3: yeah you know if you haven't noticed uh, I'm kind of uh, I'm calling in on a remote um, I decided to take my family Griswold style out west. And uh, we're having a blast. I, I can't complain. Sometimes, you know, you just really got to see what are priorities. And uh, getting your family together and going see sights and sounds, and new experiences, it's worth it. I'm, I'm just very thankful that I have a job in the education system that has these really cool breaks, you know, like spring break and Christmas and stuff. They're fantastic. Don't waste them. Like I tell a lot of people, you know, if you're looking for a good job, and like we've mentioned every episode before, you need to check out Michael Hatcher and Associates. They're a great company that does wonderful for our community. They give back, and uh, they have several great positions open right now. I know we've honed in on it a lot, but I'm telling you all, this is something you don't need to miss out. Uh, I know for a fact right now they need an estimator, project manager. They're looking for supervisors for crews. They're looking for a mechanic. Irrigation tech, um, uh, foreman, and even uh, the lower level of crew members is where you can work your way up. If you just want to try to start something new or you're just getting into the job market, these are all great opportunities, and uh, I really think you should give them an opportunity or even a look. I think they have a great website. Cash, tell them the website and the number to reach.
2: Well, I mean, before we even do that, I mean, I think one of the most important things that we mention about them is they hire for life. Being able to start at the bottom and work your way up like an old fashioned career. It still means something, and they bet on you by giving you stock in the company. And that is something that you cannot get from many other companies. This is true. But as you were saying, it is important to go ahead and give them a look at their website, HatcherLandscape.com, or give our good friend Gabby a call at 662-755-3207.
3: Getting into the local news and excitement going on this week, I've got to tell you, there's some couple things that have kind of dropped. Pretty excited that we're going to get to talk about the Alderman meeting that happened this past week, as well as I think the top thing going on right now, if you haven't checked the news or heard lately, is the Bahia Pipeline. This is going to affect the Olive Branch community heavily, as well as going into Memphis and just overall the entire DeSoto County. And so I want to give you some uh, details and particulars about it. And I think everybody needs to know this bio pipeline is going to be created by a partnership of two companies. This is the Plains All-American Company and the Valero Energy Company. The pipeline is going to stretch from Marshall County, all the way up to the southwest side of Memphis. This is about 49 miles long. It's connecting two existing pipelines that are already in the ground. Uh, one of them is the Diamond Pipeline that runs east and west through Tennessee, Missouri area, and it supplies eight states oil and gas products um, from that. And then the second one is the CapLine Pipeline, and that is a very large pipeline that runs from Illinois, All the way down to the Gulf Coast. What a lot of people don't realize is is that this kind of got put under the radar, and it has already been passed, and all permits have been approved. So this is happening. Uh, Currently, it's in pre-construction. They're in in that phase of property acquisition. So uh, this could be something on your doorstep if you live in certain areas.
2: And the reason why this is so important is because there's not many things we take a whole lot of pride in down here. But one of these one of the things that we do take pride in is the water that we have. I don't know about you, Zach, but I know I kind of pride myself on being able to drink anybody's tap water because we have some of the best tap water here.
3: Oh, there's no doubt. What do you call it? The Memphis Aquifer is considered the number one aquifer in the United States, much less the entire North America.
2: Exactly like I know people up in New York are going to be touting their mineral water or whatever they have up there But no, we have the best water down here undisputed It's not up for debate And so the big thing that's happening with that is this pipeline is going to run right through that aquifer Now one of the reasons why this is so important is because it is hitting that protective layer of clay Which is surrounding the aquifer that we have and if any oil gets into that aquifer, well, we could be looking at a lot of pollution. I don't know what you're thinking. Leaks, it can't be that bad, but one pound of crude oil can contaminate 25 million gallons of groundwater. I'm going to say that again. One pound can contaminate 25 million gallons of groundwater. Jesus. Yeah, like, I mean, you don't think one little thing can have that big of an effect, but it can. And these leaks and spills, they happen quite often. Since 2010, there have been over 4,000 recorded oil and fuel spills. Like That's just astronomical. And yes, they do have these leak detections and all of these wonderful systems. The problem is only 7% of those 4,000 spills were detected because of these systems.
3: So basically, they're they're unreliable,
2: highly unreliable. And honestly, I think that it's just almost a publicity stunt that they have to install them.
3: Yeah, it, it's it's almost like it's just optics. Like we're doing this to help prevent things. But the reality of it is, is that it really doesn't. And based on stats you've mentioned, that's what it sounds like. There is a fight against this. Is there not?
2: There is a fight against this. Thankfully, and I mean, it even already came close to our front door right there in Memphis. There was a huge protest.
3: That's correct. That's correct. I remember the other day that they were talking, Al Gore joined over there. Before I get to that, I know just in the news in the last two days, the Memphis City Council has got together and they unanimously voted against this pipeline, uh, basically with a resolution. Now, that resolution is just a lot of optics as well, sadly. What it is, is they're hoping for federal help. They're looking for the Biden administration to step in, you know, elected officials to step in and review the permits that have already been uh, approved to try to see if they can, you know, curtail this pipeline of getting built. The second part of this is that uh, a community rally got together. And this is where Al Gore came in and joined uh, this past week of uh, the basically a all uh african-american community in the southwest of Memphis area got together and they all spoke out against this because this pipeline is a, basically affecting only these prominent African-american communities of the southwest area of Memphis and they feel like it's environmental racism that it's only going through their neighborhoods and, and you know one of the one of the people who's involved with this called it the path of least resistance and just for them to say that based on where this pipeline is going is insulting and it is unfortunate Al Gore got up there and he spoke. He spoke out loudly against it. And uh, one of his quotes was, this pipeline project is reckless, racist, and a ripoff. I think he did a really good job of talking to that community, expressing his viewpoints. I don't, I'm not sure if it's going to equate to anything of value, but it did show that, you know, a former vice president who is a, is a known environmentalist. It's good to see him join the Memphis area and our mid-south to speak his piece to help the community. I will say there is one little extra thing. Um, there is a lawyer group and some landowners that uh, have filed suit. And uh, against this, uh, basically attacking the intimate domain, not being able to take their property, and so we should see where that goes, and we're rooting for them, because if they win, then that helps us here in Olive Branch. I think what we can do is just keep you posted on that. But just to give you all a visual, even though we're through an audio podcast, this is where the current pipeline is going to be going through our neighborhood, Olive Branch. Now, we'll uh, we'll attach this map to our Facebook page. To give you a visual, the pipeline is going to come in from Marshall County, and it is going to cross over to the County on the east side of Olive Branch right by Barton DeSoto Road and it's going to run along the Coldwater River uh, going southwest towards Lewisburg that means it's going to be running very close to Center Hill Road, it's going to cross under Highway 78, it's going to be close to Miller Road that's going to be really close to that little residential area there. And it's going to work its way all the way down to where it goes under 305 between I-69 and Bethel Road. It'll continue on and go under Ross Road, just north of the Lewisburg Schools. Continue, go under Craft Road, all the way over to Lauder and up into Pleasant Hill. These are areas that aren't typically considered a branch, but if you remember, if the annexation goes through complete, These areas will be olive branch. And so we felt like it was important for all of y'all to know this in this larger area. Pipeline continues kind of in a northwest range from that point and cuts right through the heart of Horn Lake. Uh, again, we'll put that link on our Facebook page so you can see it for yourself. They also have a website called the dot com that has, gives a lot of information that you can look at as well. Uh, if you uh, if you want to go directly to the website, they have more information. Uh, but again, it's a big deal, and we're going to keep an eye on it. And if there's any news that comes from it, I think we will definitely let y'all know as it comes. Okay, so again, I know I'm out of town, but I, I know you were pretty excited earlier this week when you told me you got to go down to the city of the Branch. Why don't you tell us about it?
2: I don't know if excited is the right word, but it it was something different. And I am proud and happy to start going to a lot of these aldermen meetings. Now, I know I was texting you and joking. They're a little bit of a snooze fest, but they are important. And it was great to see the amount of people already in there before I got there. That's what I said. You know, I mean, we tried to get a couple of these earlier in the year and we were denied. And then, boom, we were able to come back in. And there's a lot of people coming in to just learn. And there's even a class out at Northwest Community College, Ole Miss, that is having people come to these classes to learn about alderman meetings. That's awesome. It really is. And I I got to talk to a couple of listeners and future listeners just by going to these alder meetings and learning a little bit more about it.
3: That's right, man. I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. You know, it's, it's good to see the community get involved and stuff. Tell us about some of the stuff that happened that night.
2: So there wasn't a whole lot that happened. There was a couple of big things. And I will say one of the most important things I learned about the alderman meeting, or at least this first one, is the planning committee does a lot behind the scenes before it even comes up for the alderman to vote. And they actually have a recommendation if they want something to get passed or not, which is something I didn't know anything about. So something that I'm really excited about—it was the first thing that was on the docket, which is Quick Trip gas stations, and I couldn't be more excited. Have you ever been to one of these, Zach?
3: I can honestly tell you, I wouldn't know if I have. So you're, you're going to have to elaborate. Oh, on Oh no, why no, quick no! The deal.
2: That tells me that you haven't been to a Quick Trip because, <laughs> oddly enough, it's almost like a Bucky's, which is just kind of religious experience in a way. Okay, but- so I
3: know, I know what a Bucky's is. Okay, I've been to a Bucky's. There's one down there close to um, Orange Beach in Destin. There's several of them out Texas. It is basically a gas station slash Walmart.
2: Yeah, it doesn't quite have the Walmart, but it is everything but that. And it is so nice, so clean, well lit, and just welcoming that you fall in love with these things immediately.
3: Okay, you're talking about a gas station here. I'm kind of
2: concerned. Hey, is some of these things are just so well done that you fall in <laughs> love with them.
3: So where are the quick trip going to be?
2: It's going to be right there off of Sandage Road and Ross Road. And then it's got a, about three or four entrances because they really wanted to make safety a top priority when you're getting off of the interstate right there now I was a little concerned when they brought it up because 63% of this lot is going to be covered in concrete which as we all know that doesn't necessarily look the best
3: now, is it concrete or asphalt? I haven't seen an all-concrete gases.
2: You are correct. It is going to be asphalt, which is a huge difference. But I mean, it's going to be covering the land in asphalt.
3: Now, I know under city code that you have to meet an architectural standard, and this is not the city. So, am I saying that thirty-seven percent, the rest of that, is got to be is got to be architectural, landscape things of that nature?
2: A good portion of it. There is some existing vegetation that's going to stay. A lot of the old trees that they want to make sure can continue growing and really become a part of the area like they already have been like we, as we've seen in all the branch parks and things of that nature are going to stay but they're going to have to plant some hedges they're going to have to plant some trees and do a well, little bit good. of shaping.
3: Yeah that's really good to hear because you know you know, if anybody knows if you travel down south 55 and you pull off at Madison you get to Jackson it's one of those communities that set a high architectural standard and so all the businesses have to meet a certain way of looking you know, City of Olive Branch has a good standard, and so hearing that they are going to enforce this to make sure this uh, Quick Trip does a really good job of making sure that it doesn't just wipe the planet clean off, or it you know <laughs> it's spot, uh, and just start over with nothing but a concrete or asphalt jungle is is a good thing for our community. Um, you know, and so one thing is to beautify, also help. Uh, that's a that's a business coming in. That's increased tax dollars. So I'm happy to hear that. And uh, so, bravo to the ultimate.
2: Especially to a business as big as Quick Trip saying, yes, you can come in here, but you have to follow our codes. I think that's something that with this annexation happening and the potential big businesses that are coming with it, it's nice to see our aldermen stand firm.
3: Yeah, that's great. That's great. So what was the next thing on the docket?
2: So the rest of the meeting just was a lot of formalities. They were rezoning some things that have already been rezoned and then just finishing up some formalities in a neighborhood that fully connected it so it wasn't two separate things and they didn't have to try to create different roadways when the roads were already built. Everything passed unanimously. At the end of the meeting, they went into executive session and that is when I got to meet a couple of the candidates running for the Board of Aldermen and even a future potential mayor. I talked to Michael Chandler, who y'all, y'all heard last week on the podcast. One of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. I know we probably say that about everybody, but my goodness, this dude was holding the door open for everybody, shaking hands. If there was babies to kiss, I'm sure if COVID wasn't going around, he would have been doing that too. <laughs> but I can't say enough nice things about him. And I even met Don Hall, and he agreed to come onto the podcast next week.
3: Yeah, that's fantastic news. I mean, when you texted me that earlier this week, I was like, boom, Look, we're going to have both candidates on our podcast. Here in a few minutes, you're going to get an interview from Ken Adams that I got to speak with last week. And then we're going to have Don Hall, hopefully, for next week. And so you all be able to have both candidates. You'll get to learn about who they are. You get to learn about their values, their history, and a little bit about what their platform is. And You know, basically it's going to come down to one of these two guys is going to be our new mayor. And so for them for them both to extend the olive branch and the handshake to say they're going to our show. Uh, kudos to both of them you know that just that, that means the world to me I know it means a lot to you cash and so I hope y'all really enjoy these interviews because I know Ken's gonna be up here in a few minutes
2: and then right after him I'm gonna be able to sit down and talk with Dustin Hectorn of Lewisburg the new football head coach
3: Dustin's <laughs> a great guy man great great guy I know Dustin personally and so I was pumped to hear you got to sit down with him uh, I think y'all are gonna really like it I think he's got some big plans for Lewisburg and I think y'all are gonna be excited
2: yeah, especially with the environment that Lewisburg has at its games. I'm excited for them. I think they got a real good coach, and I think they're just going to win some ball games. I couldn't be more pumped for them to get the right guy.
3: Well, the deal is is that he's going to bring a mentality in. That's, it's not so much different, but I think he's a guy who's really going to um, bring a different flavor, and, you know, and the kids are going to be able to really uh, feel his influence because he's coming from an award-winning program. I mean, he was over there at Horn Lake where they won state championship, where a lot of people thought Horn Lake was in the dumpster and was never going to be able to win a winning program. Um, and within a very short period of time, under his tutelage and other great coaches over there, they won state championship, produced uh, NFL prospects, college prospects. I see nothing but bright things for Lewisburg in the future. So, guys, after the break, listen listening for Ken Adams do you think you're paying too much for insurance or you're tired of not actually getting an agent when you call i think it might be time to switch to the home team at farm bureau insurance josh mcintyre is our local agent and supports our schools our local businesses community and even takes care of all our insurance needs that's home life and auto give him a call today at 662-893-5250 or visit him at his office at 6901 Cochran Road, which is Highway 305.
2: Are you tired of an unimpressive lawn or need some help from a local professional to get your yard the way you want it? Look no further than Master Lawn for your weed control and fertilizing needs. Master Lawn has been serving the Olive Branch community and surrounding areas for over 25 years and is ready to add you to their long list of satisfied customers. Contact them today for a free quote through their website www.masterlawninc.com or call 901-250-0873.
3: Guys and gals, I've got a great news. Today I have Ken Adams. He is our mayoral candidate for Olive Branch City, and uh, he has joined us today for a quick interview. Ken, how are you doing today?
1: Doing great, Zach. I certainly appreciate you having me on.
3: Oh, man, I tell you what, I think the, the real pleasure is going to be the, the people of all the branch getting to hear about you, uh, what you bring to the table, and this whole mayor run is going to be, I think, a big deal for the future of all the branch. And so, like I would start any interview with anybody, um, I think the best thing you can do is when you, if you're just meeting a, a new voter, you know, how would you introduce yourself and, you know, tell yourself about them to them right now?
1: You bet. Thanks, Zach. First, first, I tell them what an honor it is to have served Olive Branch. Uh, the citizens of Olive Branch were awesome to me and elected me justice court judge on seven different occasions. I was on their ballot and, and they elected me to preside over criminal and civil matters. And uh, I, I'm happy to bring that experience to the table, plus corporate experience from a Fortune 500 company that I'll speak to in a moment. But uh, basically, I would tell them that I'm their candidate that is has a servant heart and has, is planning to serve them uh, the very best that I can. And instead of wanting to use a political position such as mayor to springboard to something else, I'm in a very unique position to where I would like to use the experience that I've already gained in order to serve the citizens of Olive Branch.
3: Please expand on the uh, your history there as a judge. Uh, um, to me, that's, that's a pretty impressive experience. Uh, what are some of the things you dealt with? And, you know, was that here locally or anything else you can expand on that?
1: you bet that was here locally it was for Desoto county justice court uh i was the senior justice court judge uh, up until last month i have a a love of the law and a love of the court system uh, but very candidly my love of olive branch as my hometown and the citizens of olive branch is even greater because on january the third i resigned my position as justice court judge after 25 years of sitting on the bench in order to run full-time as mayor for the city of olive branch As I sat on the bench, I heard criminal and civil matters. Justice court judges uh, hear criminal matters and sentence on any crime that a person can get less than a year in the county jail. Of course, we did preliminary hearings on felonies and higher-level crimes, uh, but mainly we sentenced on things that were misdemeanor-level. But on the civil docket, we also heard civil matters, which were matters of $3,500 or less, $3,500 in value or less, which is a small claims court. Uh, so we have five Justice Court judges in the county, uh, and each of us were hearing approximately a 1,000 cases per month, uh, very crowded system. Wow. Uh, but we, it was a pleasure to serve the people of Olive Branch uh, in that capacity for the last 25 years. Thank
3: you for your service um, as a judge. I really appreciate that. That's something I didn't know.
1: It was a pleasure, and I mentioned the corporate experience. Uh, uh, justice Court judges historically are part-time judges. Uh, there are... over 200 justice court judges in the state of mississippi for all 82 counties uh and they're part-time but sometimes part-time grows even uh, hours wise even to almost full-time but in addition to serving as justice court judge uh, i worked 38 years for fedex uh, and when i retired two years ago uh, as a director i was a managing director and i had over 300 employees uh, between corporate employees and contract employees I oversaw a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week operation. Had a great leadership team on, on my team. We had 11 members of management on my team that helped oversee this operation and uh, multi-million-dollar budget. A a lot of different tentacles, a lot of moving parts. Uh, we dealt with matters in the Western Hemisphere for FedEx. Uh, we dealt with matters from actually from the uh, from the top of Canada to the tip of Brazil. So we were a very busy team uh, but had a good leadership team and some great employees and we found a way to meet our objectives get things done and also we found a way to have a good time doing it uh, so again i mentioned my uniqueness uh i'm a candidate that's bringing the corporate leadership experience coupled with the justice court judge experience of knowing the matters in DeSoto county the matters in olive branch uh, and knowing how to serve in government so i've got experience at that so i'm bringing both those uh, coupling those together uh, and my goal is to serve the citizens of Olive Branch uh, to the
3: very best of my ability with those skill sets. I'm awesome. I, I definitely see you have quite a resume, and I am I'm impressed. Um, you know, anytime people look at these these resumes and situations like this, you know, when you speak to someone who is running for mayor or any kind of candidate for any p- elected position, a lot of people want to know, what is your motivation?
1: And it, is, it is truly uh, to give back to the community. I know sometimes that's a cliché but I'm literally at that point where I've been blessed. I've had two good careers. Uh, a lot of individuals would probably uh, either go to the lake house or go to the rocking chair and enjoy what they've built up, but, but I'm just not wired like that. I, I want to give back. I'm a native Mississippian. I'm a product of the DeSoto County school system. I grew up here. I married my childhood sweetheart, uh, Angela Atwell Adams, and we've been married for 38 years. Our two children attended Olive Branch uh, Public Schools, Uh, here in the city. Uh, We've lived in the same home for 36 years in Olive Branch. Uh, My two children decided to remain locally. Uh, My daughter, Megan Adam Stotts, she taught at Pleasant Hill Elementary School for 13 years, and now is in her second year of teaching at Lewisburg Elementary School. So Megan and my son Kenny have both remained locally to raise their family. I have three beautiful grandchildren, so uh, this is my hometown, and I want to make it not only great for the generation we have now, but I want to make it great for the next generation to come, for the next set of people that call Olive Branch, Mississippi, their hometown as well.
3: Congratulations. That sounds like a beautiful family, and uh, it's good to hear that you know uh, somebody who is local, Sometimes that's not the case, and you know, and uh, I think it's a very positive in this one. So I'm going to ask the stereotypical question here, um, but everybody needs to know this: What do you feel like is your vision for Olive Branch in the future? If you were elected to mayor, what what do you tell people you see for their future when it comes to things? Well,
1: first of all, we've got to we've got to remain and, and even grow stronger as a supporter of law enforcement. We are a city of laws. And we're just like we're a nation of laws, and, and that has to be priority one. Uh, I talked to a gentleman that uh, he is a fourth or fifth generation uh, citizen of Olive Branch. His family was in Olive Branch even before Olive Branch became a city. They've been around that long. Uh, his, his predecessors have. And he told me very plainly a gentleman was in his uh, probably upper 80s, mid 80s, and he said, Ken, I've got to feel safe in my home. And I've got to feel safe when I go to and from places where I shop and where I eat, and then I return to home. I've got to feel safe. He said I can occasionally deal with some bumpy roads or maybe my garbage being picked up late, but security has got to be priority one. And I I agree with him 100%. I don't disagree with him in in any fashion. Uh, As a law and order judge, which I, I certainly had a reputation of being in the courtroom I will still be a law and order mayor and support our law enforcement officers, our law enforcement professionals, as well as our first responders, because uh, people have to feel safe in their communities. Uh, number one, they've got to feel safe. And then we've got the regular things to work on. Like you said, transparency, uh, we've got to work on, uh, maybe lower hanging fruit on the vine, but we've got to work on litter pickup on our roadways. Uh, we've got to work on our, our roadways. Uh, I know that roads throughout the entire United States, uh, it's a national problem. We have a lot of streets that need holes fixed. They need resurfacing. Uh, and it's not just Olive Branch. Again, it's throughout the U.S., but we've got to prioritize and get the roads better. We've got to grow Olive Branch in a proper way that serves the citizens. Uh, any mayor or candidate that you hear from that says, uh, I'm going to grow the city, I keep saying, telling groups that I speak to, you can just smile or, or walk away tongue in cheek because guess what? Olive Branch is going to grow. A person would almost have to work to make olive branch not grow. So it's going to grow. We just need to grow it in the right method that's going to best serve the citizens. Uh, uh, I want us to continue down the path of uh, investing in our parks and recreation. Uh, current facilities that we have are good. However, we also need uh, some type of indoor arena, some type of multi-purpose building uh, to where sports may be held one day and during the weekend there may be arts, it may be music, but we need some type of indoor facility for the citizens of Olive Branch to enjoy. Uh, and, and that's something that I've actually met with a couple of large business leaders on and public-private partnerships to where we could have some type of indoor facility for uh, people of all ages to enjoy. We've got to make sure we have a plan to uh, deal with our subdivisions that may be a little bit older. You know, I mentioned that I lived in the same home 36 years in Olive Branch. Well, that would probably be considered a, a legacy subdivision, but at the same time, we need to make sure those, those streets and those uh, subdivisions are cared for and the amenities are there and that the aesthetics, that it looks good, uh, while other homes are being built and new properties. That's, that's a lot going on now in Olive Branch and DeSoto County, new home construction, uh, which is great. Those are good things, but we also don't want to forget the older homes and the older subdivisions we
3: want to take care of those those subdivisions as well. Those are all great points, and I think those will be well-received for our community. You know, you talked about growth, and so I'm going to go ahead and press the, the hot button, you know, the you know the nuclear button, the decision, whatever you want to call it. And the biggest topic in all of Branch right now that has the highest level, I don't know, we'd call it turmoil or contention or opinions in general is annexation. The discovery is ending, and uh, I think it's March 23rd, I believe. Leave at nine a.m. Is they're going to have the first court session dealing on annexation? So I'm going to ask, what is your opinion on this, and what do you feel like this means for all the branch, and would you change anything? Anything you can bring to the table in this conversation? I think this is where a lot of voters and just citizens in general would want to know. You bet. As a matter of fact, as I go out and speak, Zach, to different groups,
1: uh, homeowners associations, and different uh, events that we have. That question always always comes up, and I truly think I'm an ideal person to answer it, and I tell you why. Uh, that home that I talk about having lived in a long time in Olive Branch, almost going on four decades now, uh, I was annexed as well. Uh, maybe 15 years ago, I had to look at the exact date, so uh, I understand the situation of both parties. I understand the amenities that I had from the county. Before I was annexed by the city, I understand the different things that I received from the city when I was annexed, the pros and cons. I understand the added uh, tax burden that I picked up from my home taxes due to being annexed. Uh, I understand the citizens in the Olive Branch proper now, Uh, some of those want it, and some of those, some want the annexation, and some are saying we've got enough to take care of right now before we annex any further. Uh, I understand that, but then I understand also the Uh, City saying, well, we're supplying natural gas, we're supplying water, et cetera, to some of these subdivisions that are are in the growth pattern. Uh, So I understand that that they want to grow as a city uh, because if we start looking at land left inside the city of Olive Branch other than parks and greenways, there's not a lot of uh, uh, areas left for Olive Branch to grow. It's it's, it's becoming full just like other cities in DeSoto County. Uh, So that's a concern as well. I plan to serve each and every citizen of Olive Branch to the best of my ability. Uh, it's what I plan to do, whether they like the annexation, whether they didn't like the annexation, I plan to be there to serve them. Ideally, uh, citizens should have had an opportunity to vote on it, is my thought, uh, because if I'm, if you're going to annex me, then you need to tell me the pros and cons of what you can do for me. And if I think that's something that uh, benefits me, then I would vote yes. And if I don't think it benefit me, then I'd vote no. Uh, but right now in the state of Mississippi, uh, that's not the current statute, that's not the current statute, that's not the current process. There's some legislation that's floating around to try to get that to happen, try to make that codified and make it law to where that happens. But it's my understanding of those bills and the law that it would not be retroactive. Uh, so even if it passes this year in the legislature, at the end of the day, the court system going to decide, and then other branch uh, whoever's in leadership is going to have to step up and provide services and and provide a leadership for each and every citizen that's within side either the current city limits or and or the new city limits as defined by the annexation hearings uh, they're going to have to step up and serve each and every one of those citizens
3: I, I appreciate you giving a, a brief description on what it means uh, a lot of people are under the misconception that the the mayor and the alderman or the you know city government you know made the decision and that's it is what it is and you got to deal with it and and the reality of it is is that the the courts truly do make the decision Um, Now I understand, uh, you know, Mayor Phillips and the Mm -hmm. Alderman at the time were the ones that made this, proposed it and put it through. And that's where it is. But that's not that's nothing for uh, that you were a part of or any candidate uh, currently that is inviting for a position had anything to do with it unless they're an incumbent. And so I think that's something people need to understand is they can't look they can't attach it to you in a negative or positive light. Only what you can do with what is given to you. Um, So, uh, again, thank you very much for that clarification on that. If there was a, some closing remarks you'd have, Ken, and there was a, you had you had just a few seconds or another minute to talk talk to the potential voters, or you know, how would you uh, r- wrap it up? Thanks, thanks
1: again, Zach. Well, I, again, I'm kind of an anomaly, and I take pride in that because uh, I don't want this uh, position just for a job. I don't want it to springboard to something else. I've had uh, again my career at FedEx of 38 years, and and I've had my 25 years of being elected and sitting on the bench. So. I've had my government experience and my corporate experience, uh, and I want to simply take those, combine them together, and serve the citizens of our Branch. Uh, that's truly what I want to, would like to do. I'm very open. Uh, if, you, if, if the listeners will go to obmayor2021.com, And that's my website. There's a way to contact me. I'll be glad to uh, some people because of the pandemic don't want to speak face to face. They want to speak over the phone. I'll be glad to do that for groups or individuals that want to speak face to face. uh, I will certainly get there and speak with them. Uh, But I'm very transparent. I hope they're I'm their candidate. Uh, I think I'm the right person to lead Olive Branch going forward. And I just humbly ask them to give me an opportunity to do that, uh, to vote Kent Adams for Olive Branch Mayor. It'll be a winner-take-all election on June the 8th from 7A to 7P uh, for the city of Olive Branch. And, again, I'd love to serve as Olive Branch mayor
3: going forward. Ken, I can't thank you enough. Um, I appreciate all that information and this wonderful conversation. And I hope you would rejoin us again before the election um, to be able to revisit some things. And I think – I think some more topics will arise, and we'll get uh, communications from our constituents about things that maybe concern them and give you the opportunity to uh, reach out to them and let them know what your thoughts are on those things. Uh, Would you be up for that? Absolutely, Zach. It was a pleasure being on this call, and thank you for hosting and I'll be available for any calls going forward that that we can schedule that need to take place. I really appreciate it. Thanks again, Ken, and uh, we'll call on that. Thank you, sir. Old Town Fitness aims to help people of all ages and fitness levels feel strong and confident as they go about their daily lives. Our dedicated coaches will walk you through our functional fitness classes and modify any movements to your current fitness level. We're located at 9045 Highway 178 in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Our grand opening will be March 8th with classes starting at 6 a.m.
2: Olive Branch Auto Sales is not your typical dealership. They have spent years crafting relationships with all of the dealers in the area, which is why they are able to pass the savings on to you and how they crafted the largest inventory of pre-owned trucks under twenty grand in the Mid-South. Dave Mathis and Henry Simmerman are here to help you and want to make your car buying experience enjoyable. So go ahead and visit them at 9697 Highway 178, Olive Branch, Mississippi. Do you have good credit or bad credit? It doesn't matter. They can get you guaranteed credit approval. Even if you have no credit because you are a first-time buyer, it doesn't matter to them. So go ahead and give them a call at 662-874-6125. You're listening to OB Pod, and there's more than one hire in the Olive Branch High School football community. We've got new Lewisburg head coach Dustin Hechtorn. This is going to be the most tantalizing hire in Olive Branch. Lewisburg is on the rise. They have one of the best communities supporting the football team. How are you doing today, Dustin?
0: Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me.
2: Hey, thank you for coming on. We know that you came from the area. You've been in Horn Lake and a few other places, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what attracted you to the Lewisburg area?
0: Well, I grew up in Hernando, and uh, we moved to Orlando, Florida, and I started my coaching career there. I was at a, at a school that you know, football really wasn't a big priority. And we had an opportunity to go to a school in West Orange High School where football was a huge priority. That was kind of the moment that I realized. Whenever I had my opportunity to be a head coach, that you know, that's what I wanted. I wanted a place that that football was important, the administration was behind it, the community was behind it. So when I had an opportunity at Lewisburg, I knew that it was exactly what I was looking for, and you know, so excited for the opportunity that we have here at Lewisburg.
2: Coming to North Mississippi, football being a priority is definitely going to be right there at the top of the list, and already being able to exceed expectations is something that. You you've done in your career. Can you tell us a little bit about that Horn Lake experience that you had previously to this?
0: You know, it was a little bit different. Uh, We were looking to move back up to DeSoto County. And I remember telling my wife, you know, I'll go anywhere except for Horn Lake. (laughs) <laughs> it was a, a deal where, you know, we were in a state semifinal my last year in Florida, and I was a part of a really good program, and things were really going well. And I look up, and I see a Horn Lake program that, quite honestly, has struggled and struggled really for a long, long time. So many things fell into place that I finally just had to come up here and talk to uh, then the head coach, uh, Brad Boyette. And we sat down and talked, and I, I quickly realized that there, there was something there. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know, had no idea that we would – have a winning season year one or anything like that definitely didn't think of a state championship i knew that there was something there that we could build something and when i tell you so many things fell into place it was it was a deal that you really can't explain it we sold our house in about two days didn't even list with an agent able to move we found a house here like two days after we moved again so many just little things kind of fell into place and and there wasn't any expectation you know and that was kind of fun that first year to be honest we just went out we got to be better than two wins you know but my goal was to I want to be in the playoffs I'd been in the playoffs every year I'd ever coached I, I wanted that to be the case there and we missed it that first year went nine and three and missed on a three-point uh, tiebreaker but it, it gave a taste to the our kids it gave a taste to our community staff faculty or administration and, and we came back made a playoff run the next year and then you know the third year winning the state championship something again that I never could have imagined you know just an unbelievable experience I knew then that it all happened for a reason I was exactly right supposed to
2: be in north mississippi i can't think of a better place to be especially with like you said wanting to not put football first but have it right there in the top of your priority and so with having it that high up what's part of your philosophy that you plan on bringing to lewisburg
0: well one of my biggest things and I, and, and our kids know this already is our goal is we've got to be the best version of ourselves, and we say that constantly they know it thing is if we can do that that was really kind of the, our thing at Horn Lake was, hey, let's just be the best that we can be. Not worry about winning a state championship, winning these games, winning this. You know, let's be the best that we can possibly be right now in this moment. And that's something that applies to obviously to practice and, and, to, and to football in general. Uh, but it's also something those kids can take to class with them, that they take with them, you know, wherever they go, whether it's college or work and their families. That's our thing is I, I want to build guys that understand what it's like to be a man, what it means to be a man. And and again, just to do the absolute best that they can at everything they do.
2: No, absolutely. It sounds like you kind of believe in doing the small things right, letting those build be the foundation and then the rest will take care of itself.
0: That's right. Yeah. I mean, everything's about the details. And, and if we can handle those little things, you know, the big, big things tend to uh, kind of fall into place a little
2: bit for you, I, I believe. So what kind of style of football are you planning to play here at Lewisburg?
0: And we're going to be, we're going to be loud. We're going to be in your face. We're going to be, it's exciting. You know, as far as scheme goes, you know, everything's really going to kind of dictate the uh, type of players that we have. You know, we're, we're definitely looking to offensively just kind of spread the ball out a little bit. We're going to play a lot of passion, a lot of energy. You kind of mentioned earlier about the community support and things like that, that we have something that we really want to kind of play up and. You're going to hear music, and it's going to be—it's going to be a really fun atmosphere.
2: And Lewisburg knows how to do atmosphere right. Like I've been to every game in the area, and this is by far my favorite stadium to come to. The parents are out; they're raunchous in a good way. They're loud. They're grilling.
0: That's Jamestown, and I've kind of got this idea from things that I've heard. You know, I, I don't really know what to expect. You know, I'm I'm really excited. We're going to do a lot of things. We got a lot of things that we've got kind of in place to um, to pull that even more. To make it even more exciting and you know so far what i've met is a lot of people that are real excited about lewisburg football
2: so we don't want to keep you too much longer but are there any announcements that you can make
0: you know one of the biggest things that we're excited about is we're, we're planning on hosting a spring game may 13th we'll play cenotopia we're going to have our middle school, seventh and eighth grade are going to play each other beforehand and hopefully uh, we'll be able to get a good crowd out there, You know, obviously depending on uh, how some of this COVID stuff goes, but we're hoping to kind of get a little test run of what those Friday nights are going to feel like here just in a, in a few months.
2: Yeah, I mean, as long as the parents know, I have no doubt that it's going to be a true test run in uh, making sure that it's nice and full. Well, thank you so much, Dustin. I can't thank you enough for coming on and giving us a little preview of what we're going to be seeing. So if stadiums are allowed to be filled, parents, please make sure you go out and support your Lewisburg Patriots because they're going to put on a show for you each and every Friday night.
3: Are you looking to buy or sell your home or property in the Olive Branch area? I would like to recommend Carla Wilson of Capstone Realty Services. Carla is a straight shooter that is honest and resourceful in the current and ever-changing market. No one wants to feel like they're a number or that they're being squeezed for a higher commission or quick sale. Carla will show you you are valued and will never pressure you or even guide you in the wrong direction. Reach out to Carla at 901-827-3288, or you can also email her at carlawilson.re at gmail.com.
2: I just want to thank Dustin again for coming on and talking about some Lewisburg football. I know basketball is in the air, along with baseball, But unfortunately, with it being spring break, we don't have too much on the baseball scores. So we will get back to those next week.
3: I guess uh, some other local news announcements we'd like to put in there right now is uh, I know that the teacher pay raise. What's that bill number again, Cash?
2: House Bill 852.
3: Right. Uh, and that is on Tate Reeves' desk to be signed. I'm pretty positive he's going to sign it. So that means that these teachers are getting a pay raise. And so I applaud our uh, legislation and our governor, if he signs, that uh, to get this through because it's much needed. Uh, I'd always like to have more for the teachers. Uh, they, they deserve so much more. Uh, but it's a good start and, and something's better than nothing.
2: It is essentially something is better than nothing because it's what we like to call almost a stimulus check, where it's not quite <laughs> that 1400
3: yeah, no, it's not that fourteen hundred. <laughs> so remember to check your bank accounts, especially if you filed your taxes and used direct deposit. You should have received your payment this past week. Speaking of money, if you have a house or a property that you've just acquired, got through a divorce, lost a relative, whatever the case may be, and you really just don't want to fool with it anymore, maybe it needs repairs or it needs something done that you just you don't have the time for and you wanna get it off your hands, guys let me recommend a local business that's ran by a wonderful couple that is Spence and Abby Rodman and they run Rodman properties. What he does is he buys and sells homes. He really looks for homes that want to get rid of them quick. Don't want to have to fool the realtors deal with fair prices, and have a small-town feel, but in a professional attitude. I think this is the kind of company you want to work with if you're in this kind of situation. So let me tell you that I highly recommend that you go check out their website. It's iBuyDeSoto.com. That is iBuyDeSoto.com. Check it out. You can see all the services they provide. It has all their contact information and everything that they can do for you if you're in one of these situations. And guys, I want to say a special thanks to the City Olive Branch, especially to several local businesses. No know fins, and Feathers even just decided to do a second night of fundraising to help out Officer Eldridge. And so from OB Pod, Cash and I, we want to say thank you. It's, it's a big deal. He had a big homecoming the other day, didn't he, Cash? I think he's home. Is that not right?
2: He has been released from the hospital, and that's the most important thing. We know he's made it through the tough part, and now he gets to start learning how to live life again.
3: So again, special thank you to all the businesses and all the people who came out and donated and cheered him on and were there for him. Really means a lot. And that's from OB Pod. That's from Zach and Cash. Really appreciate it. Now, guys, I know we mentioned last week that we wanted to have a true crime out this week. But due to having such a great interview with Ken and Dustin and all these great local announcements we had to talk about, we didn't want to try to overcrowd the episode. So we're going to try to push that to next week, Uh, maybe even the week after. We're not sure. But uh, we hope to have a good one for you and to go into uh, what's the other previews we're going to have for next week.
2: The big one is, like we said earlier in the episode, we have Don Hall coming to talk about why he wants to be able to run for mayor. Talk about his points and just give us a nice full rundown. Another big thing that we're yes. going to be looking at is possibly a little bit of Justice League. I don't know if we're going to have time to do it this week. It might be another week later, but that is something I am excited a four-hour epic
3: I will tell you, Cash, I have heard actual good things about it, that it is nothing like the original movie, and that, uh, yes, I plan on having it done this week, and maybe we'll give a little five-minute segment of a review on it.
2: Five minutes for a four-hour movie, I'm at least giving it seven, but I'm also going to go watch it at Malco, and I'm going to enjoy it in a theater, so I have that to look forward to.
3: Yes, you suck. <laughs>
2: Now as, big, as always, make sure you listen to all of our sponsors.
3: Every one of them is a local business or service provider that has entrusted them uh, entrusted us to help them. And we need your help to help those as they build our community.
2: And hey, let them know that we sent you. Let them know that OB Pod is the reason that you're able to come out and know about their business in these instances, because that really means a lot. That A, they're getting a little bit of feedback from us, but we just like to know that people are listening, which we are getting to find that out by the number. That we're able to see each and every week As they go up So we can't thank y'all enough And please go ahead give us a review On however you listen to us Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon We're on all those major platforms And please keep the emails coming We love to interact with you Over at theobpodcast at gmail.com It's always fun to get new listeners Have a little bit more feedback Because as we said from the jump This is about the community and growing it
3: Amen to that. Amen, and as well. We're on Facebook and on Twitter, so make sure you check us out there as well. But I think that's all we got for this week. Is right, Cash?
2: I can't think of anything else. So continue, enjoy your vacation. Thank you for give, uh, giving the community a little bit of your time as you are enjoying the wild, wild west out there. <laughs>
3: anytime, anytime. Well, guys, until next week, we'll see y'all then.